The Sci-Fi Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast. The Sci-Fi Film Podcast. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Film Podcast. I am Andy Walker, and as usual, I am here with my son, Scott. Hello, Scott. Hello, Dan. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'll give you a voice that now, I'm all right. Um, How are you? Enjoying everything and the way that life is going. It sounds way too cheery for me. Um, anyway, how are you, yes. Father? Are you on something? Uh, I'm all right. Yeah. You know. Same old, same old, plodding through life with a demented ease. Demented or amended? Demented. <laughs> right, so this week we are doing a special uh, podcast. This week we are looking at films by or on the Deformed Lunchbox uh, YouTube channel. Yes. And uh, we have a series of films that we are looking at. And, uh, then we will have an interview with... Okay, I found this on the web for a series of films that we are lucky to get, and then we will have an interview. Check it out. <laughs> you come from... Better off you. See, look, we know we've got AI oh, I'm not sure I understand. I didn't turn you on. <laughs> Switch off. Only turn the bloody thing off. I don't know if you used it. I don't know how you turn it off. <laughs> okay, anyway. <coughs> Let's see if it does it again. So, yes, we are reviewing a number of uh, short films that are on the Deformed Lunchbox uh, YouTube channel. Yes. Uh, and then we will be having an interview <laughs> with uh, a member of the Deformed Lunchbox team. So, let's start as we mean to go on. All of these films are from uh, 2023. So, uh, it should be good. Yeah, it seems like they've been busy over the last few months. Yeah. Well, interestingly, I'm not sure if these were done by them completely or if they were just done in been done. I know one of them at least is done by somebody else and then they've just put it onto this, their channel in the same way as they did with their the Fiji. But um, the, the others are, have a connection to them, definitely. So we're going to start off with uh, the first film, obviously. Uh, called Find Me, yeah. uh, 2023. It's done in uh, association with Stone Soup Productions. I'm whistling quite well when I speak. Uh, the director is Scott Weatherall, 
Uh, writer was Denman Hatch. And the cast is Golden Madison, Mark Nielsen, Zoli, Zoe, Zoe Lee, Tappin, and Anne Shepherd. Now, the synopsis for this film says, Let's watch the innocent little girl play in the yard next door as doom, despair, and dread overtake our lives. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so... I will start this. I got to tell you, I love this film. I thought it was brilliant. Um, it's to me, it starts as what seems to be a fairly ordinary sort of ghost story, but it slowly gets turns into something much darker and and, yeah. and weirder. And I just think it's, it's an excellent idea. It's really well written, really well made, and I love it. Yeah. I just, I, I did the same thing. I sort of watched it and I was like, oh, this is a different ghost story. And then it, I mean, it's not, it's, it's rare to watch a film, well, rare for me to watch a ghost film and go, well, this has suddenly got a lot darker. Yeah. Um, and it has, it is, it is, it does, sorry. And it, 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 it does it in such a weird way as well. It, it's, it is that whole, I'm not so much over here in the UK, I suppose, but, I know there are a lot of places in the States that when something strange happens, they're like, we couldn't be in our next door neighbour because they're, they're so nice and they're so polite. And it's yeah. it's one of their moments that just because they're like that with you doesn't mean that's what they're like. Yeah. And, but what I like is, what I liked about it as well is the whole, the premise they have behind it, which I know a lot of people suffer with during lockdown and during COVID and stuff like that, was the whole getting used to, and the whole getting used to and the mentality of being at home all the time. Yeah, being stuck indoors, not being able to go out, and yeah, it yeah. sort of it starts playing with your head. And that's I like the fact that that's that they added that to this. Yeah, no, and it's sort of the way they've done it. It's almost like whether or not she was seeing what was there, or if she was a hallucination. And yeah. I think it's just I don't know. I just I love this film. I can't rate it enough. Oh, I I thought it was excellent. I love. I mean, I think that the the set. Design and the makeup that down oh, yeah. in the in the basement bit are just fantastic. I think, they I think so the, well. The weather helped as well with it being snowy and yeah, the sort of that sort of that, the 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 climate atmosphere, if that makes sense. The sort of to have it out in the cold and out in the snow makes that just gives it that bit more of an atmosphere and that bit more of a sort yeah. of tension to it. it all, like the times we all you could hear is the crunching of the snow. And I mean, it's so well done. This is a, a lot more serious than a lot of their films have been. But the last few that we looked at have been a bit more serious. Yes. And, and this one is, is as well. But it's it's just so well done. It's just so well made and well put together. It's 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 got all of the all of the, the great design and great look of their other films. Um, but with a slightly more serious sort of yeah, yeah, I was going to say it's, an idea. It it does seem like it's a bit more of a serious aspect to it. It's still still got their 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 take on filmmaking, but there's a lot more of a serious atmosphere to it. Yeah, and again, I'm saying I just I love everything they seem either seem to do themselves or have something to do with. Yeah, it, it seems to be sort of a, a an amazing film. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So that's the first one. The second film is called Unboxing Gone Wrong. Yeah. Again for 2023. Uh, this is a, a found footage style film-ish. 
uh, created by, it doesn't say written by or, or whatever, created by Denman Hatch, uh, Jared uh, Poirier, uh, Peter Hatch, and Sam Sandman. And yep. the cast is Tom Lute, Julian Batchelow, Jared Poirier, and Jessica, uh, where are we? Jessica Chin King. Yes. Um, the synopsis for this says, this is a found footage. Uh, this is found footage of an unboxing video gone horribly wrong. It was sent to us anonymously, unbox at your own risk. So, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of these unboxing videos on YouTube, and I don't really normally bother with them at all because I just want more. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I really like this again. I think it's a great idea to do yeah. an unboxing video that goes this way. It's, it's... Yeah, I've got, I've got, I watched this and I sat there and I, I was talking to Amy about it because, again, I've watched watched a lot of unboxing stuff. Just be, not a lot, of, but it's the stuff that's at the part of the time mainly just to annoy myself. <laughs> but it's it's I do sit there and I've watched a couple and I've watched people who I watch quite a lot on YouTube do these little odd, odd, odd unboxing things and I sit there and I'm like I know the fact that you probably wouldn't get put out because none of them are done live or anything but I would love to have their moments where it's it sort of, I wonder if it has happened to someone yeah where yeah. or not someone's got something through the post gone to unbox it and gone oh my god and it freaked them out a bit but yeah. it's it's one of them things that is. Yeah, it's one of the things that you sort of it makes you think what's gone if it does happen and if the if there is a way to do it and all that. It's I like the twist with it. Yeah, it's, it's got a great the effects are really good. The the the, the effects and the camera um, work at the end. Yeah, done really really well, and it, it works well. It's a, it, it the way the way it's done works really well. It works great. Yeah, the, the makeup and visual effects, and I suppose the. The sort of, I don't know, a bit like the prosthetic effects, I suppose it would be. Yeah. yeah I don't know. It seems yeah. like, I genuinely, I looked at it and I'm like, I know that's fake. But I looked at it and I'm like, that looked remarkably real. Yeah, no, it did. And it, yeah. it was a bit concerning at one point. So I'm like, is that real? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's I just, I, I really like it. I, I was really, Happily pleased by it. again. It's 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 not the the sort of usual sort of uh, comedic sort of thing that we we would expect from their stuff. But it's it's again really well made, really well, really well. It's it's, de it's definitely something that's got. It's still got like again. It's got their aspect of filming. Their sort of yeah, their way of doing it. But it's got a bit more of a serious note to it. And it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely got their sort of bit of a stamp. Also. All these kind of have, um, yeah, it's, it's sort of the shows that they've got this, they've got that sort of they can do that comedy effect and they can do the serious things and they've got other ways that they can go down and be involved in to make things and or make amazing films, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so on to our third one, which is called Save Me from the Devil again 2023. Um, directors of this are Denman Hatch and James Mercier. Uh, the writer was uh, Swapnil Sagari, or Sagar. Uh, the cast is Justin Cargo, Tom Lute, and Gar Reed. And the uh, synopsis for this one says, how did Martha get pregnant? 
Whose baby is it? Watch to find out if you dare. Yeah. So, what do you think? I again, I liked this one. It was a bit of a weird way of filming it, like the different aspects of the camera work, and that's almost almost like security footage and real life foot, like real life footage. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But I like sort of the jump backs between the good and bad sides that were involved. Yeah. And the makeup as well on some of them, I thought was made. But the the sort of just all of it, it seemed so bizarre. But it was it was one of them films that I thought was it is it was so it was like one of them bizarre films. I'm like, I'm not too sure if I could watch this. But it had my attention, like it hooked me and I'm like, but I wanna know what's going on. Yeah, I want to know yeah. more, and it's sort of that mix between the gore and interest. Yeah. I mean, it's a very dark film and quite worrying in many ways. Yeah, um, but it, it I, I really like it. What I think, I, I, I mean, it's, I think the acting in it is brilliant, mm. and what got me was the fact that it was really difficult at times. Although one of them, spoke, one of the the, 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 the sort of uh, people it goes to or one of the things that yeah. goes to was supposed to be good and one's supposed to be bad it was difficult to work out which one of them was actually good or which one was bad yeah it's, it's, it's they, i suppose it's one of the things of it's it's everyone's take on it it's like what someone thinks is bad it's someone else thinks is good and there that didn't seem much difference between them in some ways no yeah he said there were times yeah it didn't seem like there was actually apart from the light there was no difference between them yeah. And I think it's just that, again, like I said, just shows the fact that what someone might perceive as good, someone else might perceive as evil. I think, I mean, I think all the effects in it are excellent. Uh, the the makeup and, and especially the, 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 in the, the sort of, um, the set pieces at the end when they're, when they're in, oh, yeah. in the bath and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, the makeup was done by Melissa Itwa and it's, Brilliant! It's so yeah, well done. It is, and like I was saying, it, it it sort of shocked me a bit with that way that ended. But yeah, the the makeup all the way throughout, I suppose, with the, the what you see the like the two beings, and also what happens to the two other characters. They're sort of the, what happens to them, yeah. and the way that they look after. I think it's just it's such an amazing makeup designer. It is. It's it's, it's great. I love it. I, I really like this film. I think. <laughs> I wrote a thing down here. I said it, it's a really good short film, not necessarily nice, but good. No, yeah, yeah. It's, I saw. I sat there and I was saying I was sitting there watching this, and as I do with most of these, every like, sort of every week. Amy, if she's not joining it, she'll sort of sit on the other side of the room and sort of sit there. And she was watching this at the corner of her eye, and she just looked at me. She went, "What on earth are you watching?" And I said to her, "She's just like," and she just sat there. She was like. Well, she genuinely listens. She went, so what happened? What happened? Like, this isn't their normal stuff. Is everything okay with them? And I'm like, yeah, this, this is the stuff that they do. They're, they're branching out into and helping other people yeah. out with. And it's, again, I just, I love the fact that, again, it's, it's not, it's completely different in a way to their other stuff, but it's, it shows that they're going down as they can go any way they want and be involved in yeah. anything they want. It's still so well made and well put together. Yes. I really like it. I really do. Uh, right. So on to our fourth one. Our fourth one is called AI Artist. <laughs> uh, this is 2023 again. It's classified films. This was um, one that uh, 
I was told was um, done by a friend of theirs, and they've put it out onto the onto their channel. Uh, so the writer and directors, writers and directors are Danny Barker and um, Jesse Nelson. Uh, the cast: Danny Barker, Asriel Dalman, Jesse Nelson, Tracy Roeth, and uh, Philip Jovanovic. Jovanovic. Yeah. And uh, I love the synopsis of this because I'm not quite sure what one thing of it, one part of it means. <laughs> the synopsis says. After a shrimp-fingered incel discovers a passion for AI art, his compulsion to create monsters bleed far beyond his computer screen. I'm not sure what a shrimp-fingered incel is, to be honest. But No, it's one of them things that I, I sort of read it, and I'm like, part of me wants to Google it, but part of me is worried what's going to come up. But, I mean, the thing, the thing is, I, I have become a, quite obsessed with this AI art thing, and as we were saying last week, uh, I watched this film actually before I saw the ones we did last week. This was the first film I saw. Yeah, AI art. Last one we did reviewed last week uh, was the second one. Um, but as we said then, it, it, this is a very now subject to make a film about, um, and it deals it in a deals. This film deals with it in a very different way to the one we did last week. I think. I'm okay, getting completely. Um. But uh, it's got still got a lot to say about the whole AI art debate and all that sort mm. of thing. And it's got, I think this this is interesting because it's got a bit of the kind of humour that, that deformed lunchbox normally have, but it's yeah. also got a darker side and a darker kind of message to it. Yes. Um, I really liked it. I, liked, I think it's brilliant, well, brilliantly written and really well made. Mm. I, uh, I, I, and, and it's just... I, I, up until I watched this, I hadn't thought about the idea of of going onto an AI art thing and trying to look at pictures of people made out of spaghetti. But now I might. <laughs> yeah, I got it. It's it's one of the things that I sat there and I I haven't looked at the whole AI picture thing. It's it intrigues me, but it's not something I've got around to doing yet. But after watching this film, it does. I do sit there and like want to sit there and go. Wonder what does come up if you type it? Just randomly type stuff in. But yeah. yeah, no, I I like this because of the fact that, like we said, it, it we've talked about the the whole AI art and how other artists and certain people feel about it, and, and obviously it shows it in this thing, in this this film about the fact that this this one person wants to do something and create something, but there's other people around him. That he that are saying an art, it doesn't make him an artist. It doesn't make yeah. it, and it it is that whole does it don't it sort of argument with it and i like the way they've done it and this it does get me wrong it is very dark and the way that it sort of ends and the other bits in it but i like the fact that it's it shows that sort of as well that sort of mental helping again the whole yeah. sort of if you're constantly beaten down if you're constantly put told you're no good at something i'll believe in it and it's it's i just i like everything about this like the whole the graphic cinematography in it is amazing as well. I think it's just so well done. But yeah. the sound aspect as well, when like it's sort of, you can hear them talking and it fades out and it's just like muffled because he's in his own head. And yeah. I, I really like a lot of the aspects in this film. Yeah, it, it, it is done really well. It's well edited, well put together. I really like the way it's it's done. It works really well. I, I mean, all of these films work so well with the way they've done them that they're just... Mm. 
they're just really good films as are you know i would say all of their all of the films on their channel are really good it, it, yeah you know, so but yeah it's, it's i really really do like it it's uh yeah it's interesting and it, i think it could spark lots of debate but you know yeah it's it's, it's definitely one i think last week. <laughs> yeah i definitely think it's one that yeah if you if you were put if you were to put it on Hey, maybe not put it on to the bit. Had the whole conversation with someone about is it? It, it oh. could end up going down the whole conversation like this, having this, and even actually the sort of AI does as well. In with him is about the fact that, like you've got to pay for it, otherwise you're not realised. Yeah, yeah. This is like, but that's not the aspect that you're meant to be putting across with it. And I like the whole the different sides of it all. Yeah, yeah. I I do like the way it's been put together and the way it works. It's, it's really good. Really good. So we'll have to keep an eye out for the the them, the people that made that as well for the yes. other stuff. Okay, so now on to our fifth thing, which is something brand new, which isn't actually out on their channel yet. Uh, this is a thing that we were sent to look at, which is um, it's the, the, they're still in the process of making it. I suppose yeah, it? this is to launch a Kickstarter to make a full feature film. Yes. Um, it's called Serial Man. Yep. That's the idea of the title for the full film. Uh, it looks, I think it looks great. If this, if this is a trailer type thing or, or a, a, a taster of what the film's about, I think it looks great, but I literally have no idea uh, what it's about or what the hell is going on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. I, I watched this and... I, I've got to admit, I would say I had to watch this three times because I sat there and I watched it the first time. I'm like, okay, I know I, I know I had the distraction. I had to sort of because I had to pause it halfway through and go and do some bits. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I, I missed something and forgot, so I didn't watch it again. And then sat after the second time, I'm like, no, I'm I'm sure I'm missing something. And then watched it the third time, I'm like, no, this is I've got to. I, I need to know what's going on. This is. But, I need to know thing, more. <laughs> I think. Think if if they're doing it to, with the idea of making people want to see what the full film would be like, it works brilliant. Yes, it because does. Watch yes. it and go. Oh, I want to know what's happening here. What this is all yeah. about. Yeah, um, I, I genuinely did the same thing. I sat there and I was like, at the end of it, when they obviously they're talking about, it, and I'm like, I'm like, you can't just leave me hanging. I want to know more. And I sat there and I was like, I. I I hope that they can raise the money to carry this on because if they can't, it is going to be such a shame. Well, um, as neither of us really have a clue of what the hell's going on with this, no. what I thought was <laughs> maybe we should ask somebody who knows a little bit more about it. Yes. So um, let's get into the interview situation. Uh, so, uh, yes, I have with me Peter Hatch from Deformed Lunchbox, and we are going to chat to you about, uh, we've just uh, done our reviews of um, some of your films, the, the newer one films you've got on, on there. Uh, so if we can go through those in the order we we reviewed them, and then uh, then we can get on to the latest development. All right. Uh, so the, the first one we did was Find Me. Um, awesome. Which, we both really love that film. It's really, really good. 
it was interesting because uh, we both thought that it kind of starts out a bit like a, a fairly ordinary kind of ghost story type thing, but then mm-hmm. gets very dark and very odd. And uh, I really, I thought that the set design and makeup for the for the uh, in the basement that were brilliant. Um, I I'm just glad really you liked it. it. I'm I'm really glad you liked it. Um, it's funny with that one. I I didn't direct that one. Uh, my good friend Scott Weatherall he directed it. Yeah. Um, and it's actually there's a funny little side story to that where um, it's actually based on a true story. Oh right. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you the story. So I, I, I um, with my current partner and girlfriend, her name's her name's Vanessa, same as the character. And there, at her old apartment, there used to be this little girl that would play in the the yard next door. Right. And I would never see this little girl, and she and Vanessa would always say to me, "Hey, like, there's this little girl next door. I always see her. She's waving to me." And I, I would be like, "Where is she? Like, she's never there." And their backyard kind of had like rusty toys and an, and like an old swing set. And I'm like, I think. Vanessa that you're seeing a ghost and that it's a dead little girl and I so I made this whole story around it and um and I wrote it into a script and uh my friend Scott reached out to me and he wanted to direct a horror uh and he said hey Peter send me send me some horror scripts I sent him 10 scripts and that was the one he he gravitated towards so I got to yeah. give Scott a lot of the credit. He pulled a lot of that together. Uh, he brought uh, someone named Chris Finnegan to do the art direction, and he like designed the whole basement. Uh, so we, we had a really good team on that one. I, I, I produced it. I wrote it. I did the post-production. Um, but the talent, there was just so much so much talent on that uh, project. It, we had a big crew. It works really well. So it, I mean, it is the... Uh... The, the thing about it is there are certain short films we've seen, uh, some of yours even, that are kind of like, they leave us thinking, well, hang on a minute, we want to know what happened before and after that. This looks like it should be so, somewhere in the middle of a film. But what I like is when you can get a short film that tells its own story and, and is complete enough for you to be satisfied at the end of it that you've seen a good film. Absolutely. I, I mean, I think I think that's um, with Find Me, it does feel like more of a complete short film or I think a lot of the other films on the channel, uh, especially ones that I direct, are more like web shorts, like they're little tasters, little teasers, little yeah. gags. Uh, and honestly, to be quite honest, it really comes down to the, the budget on, on that a lot. We had a bigger budget on this one. We had a bigger team. Uh, so we decided to do something bigger um, where sometimes the other ones, we are a little more limited on our budget and scope. But one of the, one of the things, interesting things we were saying is the fact that um, you seem to have, have kind of, uh, I don't know if this was a deliberate thing, not change direction, but kind of uh, int- you seem to, uh, this recent film seem to be a lot more uh, serious than the earlier films. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to do bigger and better, I think. Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm getting older, so <laughs> I just kind of, come to a point where I think I'd rather do a, a meteor film and a bigger project. And you I guess the other projects we'll talk about are both bigger as well than, yeah. than the smaller ones. Uh, I mean, we've built this deformed lunchbox channel. We've got about, I think 50 or so short. So um, it's just, it's, it's a lot of work to kind of do these one minute things. And I think we, as we get older and more mature as filmmakers, we want to tell deeper stories, more characters, yeah. Uh, yeah. use more of our expertise and, and less less of like YouTube or online uh, web shorts or gag shorts. As, but as, I mean, know. we did we did both say that we felt that I mean, all of these films, they still have a, a kind of um, 
there's there's a there's a deformed lunchbox style. I think you have a style of the films you make, and they these films still have that style, but they've gone more towards a kind of slightly darker, more serious side than the short films you've been doing. Um, which is yeah. it's not a, a bad thing necessarily, but it's just there are a couple. There's been a couple of times when I've been watching things and I've been waiting for a gag that isn't there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, it's funny. I always think about it as like a spectrum um, because a lot of the stuff I like to do is it's, it's horror, but it's, it's dipping into that kind of, maybe it's comedy or it's uh, yeah. commentary or it's farcical. And I always think of it as the spectrum where it's like one side's comedy horror and one side's horror comedy and it's kind of doing this uh, spectrum thing. And I think I think what I've come to terms with uh, is that I find the films that are more serious with their themes yeah. and more serious and scary, but with little bits of maybe comedy or Easter eggs or nods are more satisfying than yeah. the other side. Because, I mean, I don't I think I'm a creepier person than a funny person. <laughs> so and, and some of the, some of the comedy we've done before, it's it's tough. Like um, we don't usually do things like zombies and witches and, and the tropey kind of typical horror. We yeah. stick to more psychological. And I think there was one we did with um you know the sneeze one and as well as the uh the lawn gnome one uh the mm -hmm. garden gnome where they were more on the comedy side mm -hmm. and something about the uh dark nature of it uh it it doesn't come through as well and uh you know almost can be seen as insensitive if we're making light of depression or suicide or th things yeah. like that um no, no, so no, no, no. Yeah, and so I think it's just it's better to I, I I guess it's really hit me recently, especially is that movies need to have themes, and the most important thing we can do in a, especially a horror film is have a real theme. And mm -hmm. our most successful yeah. films all have themes. If you look at Make Me a Sandwich and Five Minute Dating and Find mm -hmm. Me, they all have a thematic core. Where some of our sillier ones, I mean, even ones like let's like let's talk about Ice Trays, which was kind of sillier it actually ended up having a theme or toast ended up having a theme about addiction or self-harm yeah. or family abuse and so sometimes those themes creep in there and you realize wow we've hit something good so i think going forward and you, like where the films we'll talk about today uh theme is so important to me and yeah. that's something you're going to see probably a little bit of a shift in the films we make going forward yeah yeah well the, the second one we did was one of these ones where i kind of was expecting a, a bit of a gag to be in it which was uh, unboxing gone wrong. Oh, okay. I thought we were going to talk about AI artist. Okay. Um, no, not yet. No, not yet. I, okay. Uh, <laughs> unboxing gone wrong. I, that's a that's a silly one. I think that's almost more of a. Um, it's almost like we wanted people to think it was real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know but if the, there's much of a theme there. Well, <laughs> the, the interesting thing about it is, I mean, uh, the end of it it gets really quite serious and, and dark and and but i was expecting the end of it to be a joke i was expecting there to be a bit of a gag at the end and it wasn't and that really kind of threw me for a moment yeah um you know i heard this thing a long time ago uh would you, you know the show the office uh I, yeah. there's a british version they made an american version yeah. uh, and i heard i heard this commentary on it where the way that show worked was that it kind of got you with this lighthearted comedy, 
But when it gets you with the more emotional stuff, it's like a gut punch because you've let your guard down with the comedy. Yeah. So I think what I was trying to go for with unboxing gone wrong was not only like a riff on the on the you know the YouTube unboxing video, yeah, but yeah. it's it's almost like this kind of cheery atmosphere that we're used to in those YouTube videos and the unboxing videos. So your guard is down that yeah. when it gets extraordinarily dark and he completely cracks under the pressure or whatever it is of, of his son being taken um and he ends up killing his friend and, and his wife um it's just like a gut punch of how yeah. extraordinarily dark it is um yeah no i get, I get that <laughs> that was a bit of an experimental one i mean it was it was a little bit lower budget so it was easy to justify the experiment but, but um again I'm we, glad we, you liked we, it we really like we like all of these i mean you know that uh, there isn't any there hasn't been any of your films that i haven't liked Oh yeah, well, I, I, you didn't like. I don't think you liked the sneeze one very much. Uh, I remember you. The, the, it wasn't. That I didn't like it. It was just a bit, a little bit around the suicide thing. That, that yeah, just a bit. That, that was all. I mean, yeah. everything else was was fantastic. Really, wasn't it? The next one I absolutely love, and I. It's weird what that I love it really, which is save me from the devil. Okay, I'm glad you watched that one. I. I thought it was brilliant. It, it's so well done, so well put together. The editing and the makeup. Uh, Melissa Itwar, who did the Melissa Itwar, yeah. The makeup and the editing and all that kind of thing. I, I just it 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 was brilliant. It was fantastic. I really, really. I'm so it. happy you say that uh, because I think um, we we didn't we got we've gotten this kind of a strange response from it. Um, some people have really liked it and some people have been confused by it. Um, but the interesting thing with that one was that was actually a, a writer and producer from India uh, named Swapnil Cigar. Mm -hmm. And he's a, he, he just messaged me one day online. He says, I, I really have this dream of writing a film. And we talked and we had a back and forth and he we basically collaborated on it. So it's his original story, which I feel has a little like I feel like it has a little bit of that Bollywood um, maybe fantastic elements, maybe yeah. like I, I wouldn't normally, um, my sensibility wouldn't be to put like an angel and a devil yelling at someone in a movie. And, and so I, I like the challenge of adapting somebody else's story. The, the um, interesting thing for me was the fact that it was, it was difficult to work out which one, well, it was difficult to work out if there was a good and evil because they both seem to be really attacking yeah and it, it's uh, kind of like is that that kind of real sort of strangeness of the of the angel shouting just as loudly as the demon and it was like wow it's really you know. dreadful I, I think it's full of it's just a dreadful movie because there's no real hope and i think the thing that gets me with that one was that you kind of think it's a psychological thing throughout the movie that it's all in her head and you see mm. her husband come up with the scissors and then in the end, to me, it kind of implies that, no, it actually isn't psychological. This is, yeah. it's like a Rosemary's Baby situation where yeah. she just wasn't a hopeless, she was used by powers beyond her control. And um, yeah, that one has a nice, I love the visuals of that one. We, oh, um, yeah. And that, it, the, it, the set, like the, the, the pieces at the end, the, 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 where she's in the bath and that sort of thing, that, that whole setup and that whole look is brilliantly done. It works so well. Glad you like it. I'll give you one little tidbit, behind the scenes tidbit about that. Um, we are really trying to avoid uh, YouTube age restrictions. 
Yeah. So all the blood in that movie is actually chocolate sauce. Uh-huh. Uh, we wanted to avoid the color red. And I, I thought there might be a creative way around that was let's use, let's make all the blood black, almost like it's demonic. Uh, and we knew that chocolate sauce would come on camera black, especially the way we colored it after. So mm-hmm. all, all that stuff in the sink with her uh, is a mix of raw ground beef, chocolate sauce, and we we bought a squid and cut up a squid. So <laughs> so I kind of created this nasty placenta thing and it's yeah, quite, yeah. really quite nasty and it didn't get age restricted. So it looks, it looks it. brilliant. I, 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 I know this may sound odd given what the sort of film it is, but I really enjoyed watching it. I'm so glad that means a lot to me. That you said that. I'm going to let Swapnil know uh, uh, in India, and he he's uh, looking to come to Canada and try to t- uh, take a course on screenwriting. So that's going to mean a lot to him to hear that you guys really uh, liked it. Yeah, it, it uh, was really good, really, really well done. True okay. horror. It's really hor- uh, true horror. Really, not very yes. funny at all. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now that that is real. I mean, that is kind of it's dark and scary <laughs> and, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the next one we did we watched was AI Artist, um, awesome. which I loved. I, I must admit, <laughs> I've become a little bit obsessed with AI art recently. Nice. Um, and this is this, this. I watched this one, and then um, I was saying last week we re- we reviewed a, a short film, which was also about. AI art, but I actually saw AI artist first and then watched one we did last week, which was the cage. Um, They they deal with the same subject with the subjects in very, very different ways. Uh, But it's, I was saying it's a very now subject. Yeah. There's this whole debate about AI art and how um, it could, you know, ruin real artists and, and it, is somebody who uses creates AI art a real artist or not? And all this yeah. thing going on. Um a little, a little I really scary. Like this. I do really like this film. It's well written, well made, and it's it's great. I really like it. I'm glad you like it. Uh, with AI artists, actually, uh, I didn't I didn't have anything to do with making that movie. Uh it was actually a, a friend of mine, uh Jesse Nelson and Danny Barker. Uh, just kind of fellow filmmakers I know through the grapevine, they do horror films and they, they approached me and they said, Hey, we have a film that we think is right in line with your type of films, which in, in a lot of ways is, you know, is food is horror is kind of yeah. a, a alternative horror. Um, and I watch it and I was just blown away and I go, this is an awesome film. I'd be honored to, to put it on our channel. Um, and they're, they're really talented. Uh, Jesse actually had had another short film he made. He was turning into a feature called uh, Crumb, which okay. is really a really cool one too. I don't know if it's it's public uh, right now, but maybe I can send that to you. Uh, it's oh, it's really great. It's it's really great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're super talented. So I, it was funny. Yeah. Like they so in line with the kind of films that we make, and I was like, this this is perfect. And oh, lots well, of great I, feedback. I would say to, to to Scott when we did the review, I said, you know. Up until now, I haven't thought about looking at sort of pictures of people made out of spaghetti, but now I think I'm going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's AI arts. It's it's a weird. I don't even. I'm kind of one of those people. I'm just like I'm going to sit on the sidelines of this one. I don't really have a hand oh, in the debate on it. Uh, you can, you can um, do some. I mean, you can amazing things. I actually put together. Uh, I put together live stills using AI art 
of um, let me think of it, uh, Vincent Price, Boris Karloff, Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, and um, and uh, who's the other one? There was another one as well as as heavy metal musicians. Oh, so cool! That's awesome. Are you using? Are you do you use Mid Journey? Is that what you used? No, no. I I just I just uh, I, I use one of these. Uh, it's an on, online one called Deep AI. Okay. But um, it's just basically you just tell it, you know. And I I I started off. I just thought, what would be the idea of Boris Karloff as a heavy metal bass guitarist live on stage? I want to see it these pictures, fantastic. Andy. That sounds hilarious. <laughs> it looked brilliant. <laughs> I mean, I have to admit, with the AI stuff, uh, I don't know if you use ChatGBT, um, mm. where you can ask questions. Uh, I've I've helped; it's helped me write scripts. Even okay. uh, I'm yeah. not going to say I, I don't just plug it and say write the script for me. But uh, for example, if I, um, you know, I needed the I needed to know what like a royalty free storybook was for children, and it said, "Here's a list: Little Red Riding Hood, Peter Rabbit." Mm. And I said, okay, well, can you give me the entire story of Peter Rabbit? And it, bam, types out the whole thing instantly. And yeah. there's a lot, lots of little ways that it can be a tool uh, for an artist. So I, yeah, I kind yeah. of am trying to look at it as a tool, but not a crutch. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I mean, my my view on it in a way is that, that, that um, going right the way back, even to people like Da Vinci and, and, uh, and uh, Michelangelo, they had people working with them. Who would mm -hmm. do some of the work for them yeah. on larger pieces? And nowadays, the same people do the same thing. People like Damien Hurst and those sort of people have people that work. They they come up with the creative idea, and then other people actually put the things together, which they then put together as a, as a whole installation or whatever. Is there really any difference between using somebody else to create your vision? or using a computer AI to create your vision? I mean, you're totally right. It's, at the end of the day, it's it's especially for people who don't have a lot of uh, financing to hire a big team, it's a really helpful tool. I think the, the main fear that I would have or other people have is that it's taking away a job where you know, a, a big, a big writer's room of people, oh, like yeah. they might've had 15 people, now they only need four. Uh, well, so that's where I mean, it's like, are jobs in, in trouble here? Yeah, no, I, I do get that. I, I get that completely. I mean, we are, I, I have actually had a look and we are going to do uh, an episode uh, of the show in which I've I've put together um, four uh, short films which have all been created in some way by AI. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of them <laughs> is, is just a short story that's been animated by AI. It's, well, the, the the story and the animation have been put together by AI. There's one which is a bit more AI content, and there's, there's a short film which is which the script and the direction was done by AI. Wow, I mean, <laughs> I think AI is going to take over. Uh, that's my opinion. Uh, so it's it's inevitable. <laughs> the question is the question is how good is it? That's the problem. It, it's it's a matter of uh, whether or not the um, AI is, uh, and it's some, any kind of computer-generated uh, thing is only as good as the people that are putting the information into it. Yeah, like curated AI. Yeah. Almost like humans need to curate it. And, you know, I always say that um, AI is probably going to be really good at 
taking existing ideas and manufacturing ideas with existing stuff. Yeah. But I don't know if an AI is going to be capable of completely coming up with something completely brand new or, you know, something like a Blair Witch Project or Pulp Fiction that completely changes the structure of a movie. Is yeah. AI going to think to do that? And, and that's where I think maybe there's a silver lining of, like, you know, human work will need to be even extra creative to stand out from things that are manufactured by AI. Yeah. No, knows, I agree. Right? I agree. Yeah. Right, that brings us on to uh, Serial Men. All right. Which you sent us uh, the, uh, is it a trailer, is it? Uh, well, we call it a short film, right. um, and, but it is, it's a feature length film. Right. Uh, so in a way, it is, it is a little bit of a trailer. It's a bit like a short film that teases a much larger project. Yeah. And with Serial Man, uh, we're trying to we're trying to make this into a feature film. So we have a Kickstarter. Uh, it's it's in the midst of launching. It's probably going to be launched within the next week. So by the time this podcast is out, um, for your listeners, they can go check out Serial Man on Kickstarter. Uh, and we're just we're trying to raise just a little like a like a it's still a low budget feature film. But we've got this really good full length, you know, hour and a half movie that's um, got a lot of depth and a lot of characters and a lot. It's scary, but it's also tragic. And I'm really excited about it. And so you, you're actually the first person um, to watch it other than like people who worked on it. So oh, I'm really right. excited to know what you and oh, Scott thought of it. Thank you very much. No, we, we both thought it looked really great. I, I must say my notes for it. It says it looks great, but I literally have no idea what it's about or what the hell is going on. Yep. But that's a good thing. <laughs> I think it's. I think um, it is. It, in a lot of ways, you're right. It is a teaser trailer, so it's a little bit of like you're. Not, it's not very linear, and you're not really sure uh, what it is. But um, it's at least an introduction to the serial man himself, and oh, the fact yeah. that he has a has a captive in his basement, and. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the the full length movie will show you who he is, where he came from, why he has this affliction with cereal, where he gets his cereal, where he gets his milk. Uh, so it's a lot. Of, it's a lot uh, there, but yeah. it's it's a very different style than we're used to. We shot it on analog video, so we shot it in, right. in the feature film version. We'll do a mix of eight millimeter film and analog video. So it's not shot in HD or 4K. Okay. Um, so it's very different style. We wanted it to have a little bit of like a almost feeling like it's a real home video. Yeah. And yeah. be really creepy and, and in a way that's maybe um less about dialogue and characters. There will be dialogue, there will be characters. But Serial Man, for example, he he's mute. He doesn't speak. Uh, and he is the main character. So there'll be a lot of interesting uh ways the movie's made where for a lot of scenes where you're seeing Serial Man, you know, do his thing, steal some milk or capture somebody, we're going to be hearing interview dialogue of the family members of the people he's kidnapped. So it's very <laughs> Terrence Malick is a huge influence. Uh, I've watched a lot of Terrence Malick films recently, and I want to really do a, a horror film that's um, somewhat experimental, but just very uh, tonal and not so much uh, linear dialogue driven, very different. And Something yeah. like I don't know if you watched the film Skinamarink, that horror film mm -hmm. that um, became really popular. It's just there's not really dialogue in it. It's very tonal. It's just visuals and evoking emotions. And I'm trying to find a, a, a ground between that that emotion evoking type of 
new wave cinema with like an older style of story and characters and captives and escape and and all the kind of trying to bridge that um, and do something really scary. Well, that that's, it sounds incredibly interesting, and it looks great, and it, and it's there is something about it that just makes you want to know what's going on, what is this all about, um, and and the 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 sound. I mean, when you see the serial man, a lot of the sound there is like sort of sounds like people crying and stuff like that, and it's it's kind of like what is that all about? Is that going on in his head? Is that you know what where, where is that coming from? Um, but it's it's brilliantly done it, it works so well just as it is but i want to know more i want to know everything about it if i can well i really um, I, we have our kickstarter coming soon I'll, I'll let you know the date uh, and if people are listening they can check it out but um we have a lot of rewards like even if someone gives us five dollars they get their name in the credits and we have oh. tears so um we're just really hoping that we can get that off the ground and we're uh i think it'd be such an awesome movie and it's all in chapters. So right. our plan was to build this feature film, but if we ever end up releasing it on online, we'd do it, we'd release it in the individual chapters as like, you know, 10, 10 minute short films, like a series yeah, of yeah. them. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's unlike any horror film you've ever seen. I've had really good feedback on the script. Cool. So I'm really, no, really sounds, excited. Sounds really, really good. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we've been saying ever since we first saw, started seeing your films that we'd love to see what you could do if you were, were given the chance to do a feature film. Um, so it, it, I'm really looking forward to seeing what, you, what you're actually going to do with it. This is Serial Man is it. This is our, this is our first foray into a longer format and uh, picking our deformed lunchbox kind of alternative horror style into a, lo- a long format film. Cool. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It sounds great. So what other projects have you got on at the moment? Anything at all? Or... Um, I, do co- I mean, <laughs> I, I put a lot of work into Serial Man, so that's kind of my main effort right now. And when we launch it in about a week or so, it'll probably live on the channel for a while as our number one video. So it's the other factor is in the summertime is, is when film industry starts to pick up. So usually I try to do a lot over the wintertime and the summertime I got to go to work go to set and, and work but um we are we there are a few other things projects we're working on i don't know if you want me to hint them or you want to be completely surprised uh one <laughs> one's called muffin man um which okay. is a little sillier but it's also very dark and um we have another trailer we're working on i don't, I don't know if you ever saw that we made some uh fan trailers on our channel and we kind of have like a Jason Voorhees versus Batman, and we have uh, X Files, uh, Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we kind of crossed over horror with uh, other movies in these trailers, and we're, we've been working on one for almost a year now. Okay. Uh, and I don't want to tell you what it is because uh, it's it's surprising, but I will tell you that I we used AI voice sampling so that the celebrity in the movie. I'll give you. I'll just tell you. It's Daniel Craig. Okay. So you may be able to figure out which big series we're we're basing this off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we've I took samples of his voice and we put it on this AI voice uh simulator and we've created perfect dialogue from Daniel Craig. Not I mean not from Daniel Craig, but it's AI driven. Yeah. That sounds exactly like him. And so he's got all these new, this new dialogue for this new trailer, and we're really hoping people will watch it and think it's a real movie so oh that's cool oh, that'll that be the next thing that. after serial man um yeah that sounds then, good it's good yeah uh, I, I mean I, I always look forward to, to your stuff coming out because uh 
it's it, it's always good, uh, whatever it is. So I, I will I will look forward to to new things with uh, great interest. And Thanks, I wish you all the best with cereal, man. I really hope it goes well and that you get it all off the off the ground and, and get it going. Um, Thanks, Andy. I, I I'd be so excited for you guys to watch it and review it on your channel, and even for just just to talk to you about it and know what you think because it's um I'm just I'm just really excited about it. So yeah, no, I can understand that. It sounds really good. It looks good, and as I say, I can't wait to find out more about what it's what it's all about. What's going on? It sounds great. Um, just on a personal note, mm -hmm. I this is the first time I've been able to do, I've seen you and talked to you. Uh, to be able to say thank you for for putting uh, the hand that feeds you on your channel, no um, problem at all. I mean, I I love that film. Um, did you did you tell John to message me, or did he just did that just happen randomly? I uh, no, I, I mean, I'd mentioned the fact that we were reviewing a lot of your, lot of your films, and uh, he was saying about releasing the the or putting the film online, but he wanted to find somewhere that that maybe you know you'd get more of a uh, uh, of a widespread, uh, you know, um, for the, for the film to be released, uh, I didn't yeah. actually say to, to contact you, but um, I'm. Glad I really, ha I'm really happy he did it. You know, our our people who watch our videos and our subscribers, they loved it. Uh, and that's another film that's just right in line with, um, you know, alt alternative horror. And yeah, yeah. I think I think that film also has a really good theme, and it's. It's longer and meatier, and uh, I think that film actually is one of the things that inspired me to do meatier films, um, yeah. thicker, bigger, longer, meatier films. So I, I really love it. So I, I'm th I thank you, Andy, for like even thinking of us to to post oh, it. Thank you for putting it on. It was it was it was really nice to to it's really nice to be brought into the family, as it were, and just sort of yeah. You're in the lunchbox it. now. That's what I always say. You're yeah. you're you're part of the lunchbox here. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love fantastic. it. Um, thank you very much for that, and thank you for the interview. I wish you best of luck with everything you do, as always, and I uh, hope everything goes well with you. Um, to everybody out there, as we always say, have a look at the Formed Lunchbox uh, YouTube channel. Keep following what they do, and, uh, and and keep an eye on it for the future uh, content. It's uh, it's always worth a watch. Thanks so much for having me, Andy. And uh, if anyone's listening, please check out Serial Man and help us out. Get your name in the credits and help us make Serial Man a reality. Absolutely. Definitely. And uh, we will put links up to everything as we always do. And uh, uh, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you to everybody out there for watching. And uh, we will see you again next week. Bye. Bye-bye. The Cyphora Film Podcast. Sci-Fi Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast.